right, welcome back, everybody. We are going to talk about the last two episodes of season two. And for this special event, I have two co-hosts with me. So I've got Tara Kennedy back. It's been a long time. (laughs) And I've got Sally Kilpatrick back. It's been a while since we were on as well. Yes, yes. So this is very exciting. We're going to be talking about the three-strike job and the Maltese Falcon job, which are two-parters but have names that are so wildly different from each other. Yes. (laughs) Where last season we had the first David job and the second David job. (laughs) These don't sound like bookends. Uh, So these episodes aired and they, in the commentary, they're like, we're really glad they showed these back to back. And they mean like in consecutive weeks, what else would they have done? They were the finale episodes, boys, but they aired February 10th and February 17th, 2010. So, you know, almost exactly nine years ago, they were written. Both of them were written by John Rogers and both of them were directed by Dean Devlin because he loves to come back to do the finales and the the Mm -hmm. premieres of each season. And of course, they were executive produced by both of those dudes and Chris Downey. So quick summary of both episodes. After Detective Bonanno, who we love, is injured, the team schemes to take down the dirty mayor he was investigating. And as usual, things do not go to plan because Nate is spinning off everything, off the axis of everything. This boy, he needs some help. He really does. It's so hard to watch. It really is. It's it's hard to watch that and to watch the team's reactions to every yeah. ridiculous thing he does and like the hurt on their faces. Yeah, it's really bad. So we open under a freeway, uh, which, you know, just a great place to meet people for work. Sure. Like you do. And Detective Bonanno is meeting clandestinely with some FBI agents that he doesn't know. He doesn't know their names um, to give them information on a case he's working on. Uh, he says the target that he's looking into has local police in his pocket and he's concerned someone in his department is also involved so he can't work on it any longer just by himself and they're like yeah let me show us you our paperwork and their paperwork is a gun that paperwork (laughs) that's not how paperwork works unless you're dirty or unless you're an arms dealer you know like you do (laughs) <laughs> uh and but luckily he's he's a pretty smart cop so he kind of notices something's up and he um you know climbs through the his suv and he's able to return fire on them uh which i think gives him a fighting chance like if he hadn't realized something was weird he'd he'd be a goner yes and we're actually not quite sure what his prognosis is at the very end of the series it's kind of left up in the air nate goes to visit him at the hospital and he sees bonanno's son and his wife who's watching the surgery through a window i i wondered about that i'm like so we do that now we we're like no come on over it's a pay-per-view and um take a look this is just you know (laughs) it's just to make sure everything's going right you know you've got someone watching because that helps yeah, I know when I'm doing party. very sensitive, difficult work, having a layman <laughs> looking over my shoulder makes it me <laughs> my job quality is so much higher. And that's really good for a very upset wife and child. Totally. Yeah. So Nate introduces himself and she recognizes uh, his name. And I love that she says, you know, he said he wanted to take you for a drink. And then arrest you. And then arrest you. <laughs> because I knew he'd figure us out. And 
I'm really sad because Bonanno is like a really cool dude. And he's just, and how she said, like, he would never talk about his cases. And when he'd come home, he would just like open a beer and just say, oh, yeah, I just, I just gave, you know, wrote some tickets today. Just, he's a good guy. And I don't remember what happens to him because it's been so long. <laughs> Me neither. Honestly, at the very end of this episode, no, no spoilers about what happens in this episode, but. I, at the end of it, I was like, I need to start season three right now. What's going to happen? <laughs> and yeah, so I had no idea. I'm guessing Bonanno lives because Leverage isn't, you know, that kind of show. It's not Grey's Anatomy. We do like, let people that we like live sometimes. But it's this whole thing in the, the hospital really triggers some awful flashbacks for Nate. And we have to watch him again lose his kid which okay. i hate that they do this to us every season several times and i hate he has to feel that way that's awful too um so of course this kind of galvanizes nate and he's like we've got to take it down whoever did this to like our one good cop friend yeah. that we like and tara's tara's wondering why they why they care about a cop when they're all thieves <laughs> Which, of course, Nate is like, I'm not a thief. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> First of all, how dare you? Uh, oh, but before that, we have Nate back at the bar leaving his fourth and fifth messages for Sophie, who is not answering. And he's obviously, like, just at he's the on, end. Yeah, he's at the end of his rope. Yeah, he's unraveling. And, yeah, he's, like, just knocking back drink after drink, and he's, like yelling at her basically telling her she's wasting her time trying to find herself no one finds himself nobody knows who they are blah 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 and i love tara coming to collect him she's just like oh, yeah. what, are you, what are you doing everyone's upstairs come on we got a job <laughs> down says shot down <laughs> she's like look you have no reason to be here let's go just which is definitely the opposite of what sophie would do because she has such a like a more gentle touch with him and tara's like nope we don't have time for this um so yeah so they they know or everyone's kind of worried that investigating this means they're going to be stepping on the state police's toes and local police and elliot points out that the shooters were using military grade weapons so they definitely know that they'll be dealing with someone a big bad you know not just some dinky not stockbroker army surplus here yeah like these people mean business they were in you know imitating uh fbi agents they're not messing around but nate is so done he's so pissed and he doesn't care and he's scary he's like yelling at them like if we don't settle the score on this like why do we do this what's even the point of us and they're all taken aback except for elliot like i think tara's like well eh, whatever Hardison and Parker like upset that dad is yelling at them mm. and Elliot's like what the fuck man <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of takes the reins at that point he's like Hardison just like run it just show us show us what his cases are um and he has several he's like what did he have a was it a gun running one no it was a car car theft car yeah thing? Yeah. yeah, I think it was like a car theft, like a carjacking ring. Um, but one case was really short and there weren't, wasn't a lot of information. So they're about to skim over that. But Nate realizes, no. That's the one. Yeah, that's... If there's no information on it and he's meeting people under a... 
a freeway. Mm-hmm. That's that's that seems sneaky, suspicious. If you're not in your notes, then no one else can read it. Yeah. Exactly. So Hardison looks a little more into it, and then he's very much like, maybe, maybe we don't need to look oh. into this. Maybe. Uh-huh. He's like, or, 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 and I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> <laughs> we could just call the state cops and let yeah. them know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it's, how bad could it be, though? Come on. Come on. Oh, corrupt mayor. Oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So it is. It's the corrupt mayor of Bellbridge. Which was the uh, the town from the first episode this season, where um, was that? Where at the beginning I wondered how did the the angry guy whose sister died at the hands of this con man uh, how did how did he smuggle a gun into this courtroom? And it's because Belbridge, Massachusetts, is a corrupt town, and their mayor has swindled like taking all their money from them embezzled yes. a bunch of money. all that money they've been supposedly putting into security they have not been <laughs> no 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 no. and that's why yeah almost yeah. a almost a shooting and brad culpepper the first the third who's played by richard kind uh who's such like a doofy like it's unnerving yeah he i mainly remember him wasn't it mad about you um it was spin city you. He was in Mad About You as well. I know him from Spin City with um, Michael J. Fox. But he also did Spin City, but yeah, it was both. Yeah. But I was thinking Mad About You also. Okay. And, then, and, then, and then, then in both of them, they were similar sort of doofy characters. So this yeah. is sort of, it's like leaning into the type because you're like, oh, this is why he gets away with it. Because he seems like such a, such a sweet guy. Yeah. Genial. <laughs> Maybe stories about, you know, baseball and how mm-hmm. baseball taught him to be a good politician. Yeah. Because <laughs> his daddy taught him that once you get yeah. on the mound, you don't. Yeah. yeah. So he's pretty awful. But he says he's, you know, he's a two term mayor. He's brought $20 million back from DC of like 9 11 funds to improve their port security. And he has, they have the safest poured in the waterfront and now he wants yeah uh-huh. and now he wants to build an esplanade i think he just wants to say the word esplanade i think so too because i i marked that i flagged that i'm like esplanade. <laughs> that's fun to say. it is um where you know families can picnic and children can run <laughs> which is how we said it i'm like that was an awkward sentence you should have worked on that campaign speech more and uh, Nate and Tara are there as f- donors, but they're trying to figure out a little more about him before they can come up with the right way to con him. And Elliot and Hardison are are going through the back of his van and like going through these crates of jackets oh that all have different and vests with different names. And Elliot's mean and is like, "You you spend your time on the weekend doing this, don't you?" And Hardison's like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> We all know that Elliot spends his weekends organic gardening, so yeah. like, he can't really talk, okay? It's not like he's out there doing something really cool. Um, and Parker says, oh, I like dressing up. And then she complains that she never gets to do anything fun. And then she and jumps off a building. <laughs> I mean, at that point, I'm like, they're really hitting their stride with these characters. I mean, Nate's coming apart at the seams, but everybody else is on point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they're, they know, like, uh, they're so good. And they, like, just work off each other so well. Hardison and Elliot, like, going in as CSI guys and 
just this <laughs> this poor little Opie. Oh my gosh, his whole the carpet is fiber. We're looking <laughs> for other fibers. Suspicious. <laughs> And he's got like a glass of iced tea and they're like, this is an active crime scene. <laughs> you smell uh, soup? I smell soup. <laughs> um, what's great is when uh, Hardison is telling him like, we're going to look for fibers. Then he looks up and Elliot is just grinning because he's just <laughs> loving this, all this stuff that's happening. And he's like, and you go check the, go check the bedrooms. And he's like, oh yeah, uh, I, I'm in on this con too. I've got to go. <laughs> But he's just basking. He's this is great. This is great. I love this. Um, so back at the the donor event, Culpepper's assistant comes like pops into this conversation he's having with Mr. Kajic, aka Paul Blackthorn, aka Quentin Blake from Arrow. Oh, aka. Did you know he's really British? No. Everything I've seen him in, except for this, he's had an American accent. And then I'm looking him up on IMDb and I'm like, he's English. So then I, I like went down a hole where I was like trying to find interviews of him that weren't spoilery about Arrow because <laughs> I'm very behind. <laughs> and he's very British. And that's very attractive because he's a very attractive man, even though he's playing an evil guy here. Things happen. Yeah. So uh, the assistant tells Culpepper that. Tara and Nate have donated the maximum, which we find out later is $10,000 a piece. And he promptly ditches Kajik to go glad hand with them. And Parker is in the mayor's office going through his files or, or downloading his files. <laughs> and she almost gets caught in the room. Well, she does get caught in the room and Tara walks her through the way that Sophie used to. And it's great <laughs> because she's like, sort of subtle but then she just like goes the other like the continues going she's like oh, yeah. you know i i missed my appointment if you know what i mean <laughs> like uh it upsets me the idea that bradley culpepper the third could could land a parker or like that that we're trying to say yeah. that this could happen but uh, i mean well, it was in vegas at the mayor's conference so you it's know true. it's true and he's <laughs> a powerful <laughs> mayor <laughs> I love she like picks up the picture of his family and she's like is this a, his family do they have any weird genetic thing <laughs> yeah. do they have any genetic abnormalities <laughs> she's just like hmm. and the lady who uh like works for the mayor she's I don't think she's actually an actress she's like the wife of somebody who works on the set and she oh. was in last season as well but they said what episode she was in and i couldn't remember her in it but i think it was like one of the finales too but she's great she's like you just stay here where no one can see you <laughs> the mayor never told me about this <laughs> about you <laughs> which is great um and what else we have well then we go back to culpepper and Mm. they're all like how does business work with you yeah and he's just out there he's like the people who are with me before the campaign or before the election are at the front of the line the people who are with me after are at the back of the line and the people who are not with me are ground into paste that was, yeah. it, was it paste yes something that gets ground it was it was one of those things yeah it was pretty overt <laughs> it, yeah it seems like you think it would be couched in a lot more metaphor 
but in the commentary they were saying this is actually how these corrupt guys talk like it's all out in the open you know this quietly i don't have a career in politics um right yeah. <sighs> it makes me like think about my small town mayor who i know <laughs> i'm just like hmm i know you were an astronaut but are you also corrupt <laughs> i don't know i'm currently planning a star wars event with your grown son i don't know it's weird um i don't think he's corrupt so if anybody knows where i where i work and the mayor that i know don't I, i'm not saying anything um ellie <laughs> ellie manages to uh to find banano's investigation notes and Opie is what I'm calling the sweet little cop. Finds a twig, so <laughs> good for him. <laughs> that's not a twig. That's a grasshopper leg. You have blown this case wide open. And he's so proud. <laughs> it's just such a cute little freckled ginger baby. I know. And Hardison is just playing him like a secondhand fiddle. And he pities him for it too. He like he leaves and he's like, oh man. <laughs> how did you get out of the academy kid <laughs> so uh, it looks like banana was investigating a company called kirsch industries uh, who have been buying at property on the waterfront on the waterfront and they find out that kirsch is incorporated in the caymans where as hardison says the only businesses are scuba diving and tax evasion is that what he said something like that yeah so <laughs> Uh, or yeah that's where you go for a tax shelter and so they're they're thinking he's buying up this property cheap and then when the city wants to buy it to build the esplanade he'll he'll get the money which is sneaky and awful and then parker mentions while she's looking for a safe that he's got so much baseball paraphernalia that he could start a team and nate decides he has a he knows how to do to handle this and they just walk off in the middle of him talking. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know, this isn't going to work for us. Bye. And of course that, you know, that hooks him. He just, he's nagging, the, he's nagging the mayor. Nagging the con. Yeah. Yeah. And, but they, they all agree that this mayor, though he is corrupt as they've seen firsthand, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who was going to put a hit out. Uh, just to get out of a little corruption case because he's gotten out of them like countless times before. And, oh, and they're meeting at a baseball park now, which is very exciting while they're puzzling over this. And Elliot has a has a piece of paper from Bonanno's notes that says the Maltese Falcon. And they have no idea what this means. Because he's very cryptic in his notes, Bonanno. <laughs> well, I mean, he was hiding them taped to the bottom of a a drawer. So obviously he didn't want people to just figure it all out. And then Nate appears and tells them they're going to steal this ballpark and then the team. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> Which I love. Like, I love all of the scenes like that they have in this baseball field. It's just beautiful. I've, they kept saying, oh, it was just raining really hard and right before we shot this. Or like, it was really windy. But like every shot in this episode, I'm like, the weather is gorgeous. How are you in Portland? I don't understand. <laughs> It's like March. It's the perfect time to start jonesing for a for a baseball game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so uh Kajik in this like classic 
kind of Eastern European creepy guy down by the docks is in his black town car with the window half down and he sees <laughs> Nate and Tara taking pictures at the waterfront and calls up Culpepper. Culpepper. Um, and I love, uh, we have this scene between Nate and Tara and they they like talk explicitly about what the con is going to be. That's the classic hook, pinch, and flip. Mm-hmm. So they're going to hook him with this baseball park idea that they're going to build a baseball park on the, S, the waterfront, then pinch him for a bribe, which he's going to take the money out of his reelection funds, which, as we all know is very it, well, is a federal offense. Uh-huh. And you should go to jail for it. Okay. And then once he does that, they will enact the flip, which is when the heat comes down, whoever shot Bonanno is going to come forward and they'll use that to take down the mayor for all of his corrupt activity. <clears throat> it's not going to go that well. Spoiler, everybody. <laughs> but, then, but then we get Elliot as a baseball player. Yeah. And, and that makes everything okay for a few minutes. It He's, really does. It really does. Because his hair... Besides the fact that he's still wearing these stupid braids he's been wearing for the last three episodes, I don't know if you noticed them. They make me so angry. (laughs) But he doesn't have, like, silver beads at the end of them anymore. Excuse me. So there's that, at least. But he just had these braids, and they come down longer than his hair, and it's... Yeah. Just the luscious locks. Just luscious locks. That's all you need. That's all you want. And they're so, like, well conditioned in this episode even though he has like a helmet on it's so beautiful off the mask or the helmet or whatever they're still bouncy there's no helmet going on no sweaty helmet hair it's the mask of hollywood Mm -hmm. um so he's gone in as a journeyman catcher who's uh kind of been sent in by their owner to spy on the team and apparently his name roy chapel is a combination of uh roy names Roy Hobbs from The Natural, and then um, for the love know? of the game. Yes, uh, for the love of the game. Uh, I can't I just, remember the first part. The chapel comes from that. Yes, one. <laughs> the last name. <laughs> and he doesn't actually like baseball, which is so he very says, upsetting. It's because I don't think he's ever actually played baseball. Well, he said it's because the defense can't <clears throat> score a point in baseball. Yeah, but Hardison, Hardison is holding it down for me. <laughs> He yeah, Hardison's like, I don't, know. I don't know. He tells him, oh yeah, you had a cup of coffee with the Royals. <laughs> even made it, even made an energy drink commercial in Japan. <laughs> oh my gosh, that energy drink commercial is so good, and he loves it too. He's like, can yeah. you play the commercial again? <laughs> but Hardison, when he first says he doesn't like baseball, Hardison's like, I'm not even talking to you. <laughs> yeah, it, I love that. He's like, we need to reprogram you. This is wrong. Um, yeah so <clears throat> braids okay sorry it came up in my notes so <laughs> Elliot's out there stirring up anxiety in the team and starting these rumors and then he actually hits a baseball for the first time and he's like oh wait I get he's, to hit things a with a bat it's like my work it's like <laughs> it's like what I've been training for my whole life it's just not heads <laughs> it's baseballs <laughs> But, like, he has this, like, bloodlust, like, rises in his eyes when he hits that baseball. And I love Hardison and Parker calling different sports shows with rumors, like, just to add to the, the rumor mill. And, and Parker's speaking in Spanish. That, too. And he's like, I, you speak Spanish? See. Si. And she, like, thinks about it. Like, she's like, wait, was I speaking Spanish? Yes, I do know Spanish. 
Um, the the first show that Hardison calls, they like show the logo with the host, and that's uh, John Rogers and Dean Devlin, and it's their voices as well. Which I think is really cool. Pretty genius. Yeah. Um, so Nate and Tara are parked outside the courthouse with blueprints very obviously waiting for the mayor to see them, which he does. And then he gets his lackey to steal their blueprints very poorly. (laughs) (laughs) And they judge him so hard. (laughs) And so he sees the blueprints and he's like, this is a thing of beauty. And he like makes some gross joke about his pants Mm -hmm. and um, decides that this ballpark will will be his legacy. And apparently ballparks automatically, like just on average, bring in $30 million to wherever they are built. No, I think what he was saying is on average, um, ballparks, uh, it's normal for the city to offer $30 million mm. for a ballpark. So it is a perfect graft situation. Okay. Um, because they've pretty much proven that ballparks do not bring money to the city. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, I like baseball. There's a lot of controversy on that about whether or not cities or counties should pay for ballparks. Ask me how I know living in Cobb County. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I was <laughs> like, you know, my city might have just built two ballparks and we've got another team that's shopping. And I'm like, nope, you can't come here. Oh, wow. <laughs> <the> burbs, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, well, thank you for explaining that to me because they said something in the commentary and I was like, what? Okay. I was like the um, county commissioner here might have made a somewhat underhanded deal. He actually ended up getting voted out over them bringing the Braves to Cobb County. Wow. Yeah, but it's it's a thing. There's a deal. Is is it like that with every sport or is it like specifically baseball stadiums? It is pretty much every sport um, that the, uh, and admittedly like leverage, you know, it's timing on that. The pendulum has sort of shifted in that, mm-hmm. you know, we used to sort of argue, there used to be a stronger argument that building the stadium brought in jobs and that, you know, local people could work in the stadium so that it mm-hmm. was a job creating mm-hmm. situation um and that you know we now have enough stadiums that we are <laughs> recently built that we could prove that it really doesn't build enough stadiums to make up for the fact that counties often offer tax breaks and i think it was um la because one of the football teams just left there because they wouldn't give them a deal to build a new stadium and they were like we're literally still paying off the last stadium <laughs> like so you can't like we can't in good conscience offer you a deal you know yeah for a new stadium and so but you know much like we saw with sort of um a certain large corporation shopping for an hq2 like mm-hmm. lots of places show up and offer all these things yes so sometimes the owners just shop it around and so and I but think yeah, it is a perfect situation for a corrupt mayor looking to funnel some new money in a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I do think some deals are better than others. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to oh, put absolutely. everybody with the same brush, but yeah. yeah, some of them do work out and some of them have made, you know, a lot of negotiations, but yeah, the straight up, we, we offer tons of money in tax breaks because it'll pay off in the end have sort of. <laughs> 
been proven <laughs> been not proven true. to not be <laughs> not, as, yeah. as golden as that seemed <laughs> mm, that's disappointing but it's good to know because it's it's the perfect setup for this con right yeah uh <clears throat> so nate and tara are i don't know wait, blah, 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 blah. oh then they we see nate and tara with the the owner of the baseball team and the baseball team uh, it says pge beavers it's actually the portland beavers so they just used everything because portland is like yes please come film everything you need to and same uniforms i think some of the guys in the locker room were baseball players i don't know um (laughs) not the ones who like meet elliot at the mound those are all actors but they used footage of actual baseball games like of people milling around at them and i'm just that's it's beautiful it's beautiful it's very resourceful and but the guy yeah the um, carry on (laughs) (laughs) the guy who plays the owner was actually a member of the oregon house of representatives oh his name uh, is Vic Gilliam, and he's since left uh, after he was diagnosed with ALS. Oh, no. But he's been in a couple, uh, he was like a little, uh, you know, minor actor. He's been in a couple things. But yeah, he was really good at kind of playing Smarmy. And he apparently wanted to play the mayor. Oh. <laughs> and they were like, I feel like this would be a bad move for you. You're all meta, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> like that seems like that would be a fraught choice i feel like i <laughs> saved him by just making him an evil baseball owner exactly <laughs> and he's excited because you know tara's asking him about well what are these rumors about you moving the team and he's like oh i don't know where those started but hey ticket sales have gone up because they did um so he's like i'm not gonna complain about it <laughs> but now all your players are anxious and are looking to trade um and then Elliot like gets this guy out on home but I think oh he straight God. up killed that man <laughs> it was a tackle or something he oh, like the other gets him in the, with the shoulder <laughs> I mean yeah he, he did not get up that's got to be a penalty like that's got to be wrong like I would think that that would get you tossed out of the game the ump did not call that but did he you notice that the out. the umpire also cross-eyed well you know like literally but also he was a real umpire really <laughs> yes oh my he's a God. real cross-eyed umpire <laughs> that explains so much <laughs> oh, the other thing is did you notice when they all went to the mound it was very much like the scene in bull durham yes yeah and i think they said in the commentary that they did that and then did you also notice when they pan around they had to um change the ads everywhere because they didn't have you know the the rights but they they so they put up fake ads but the one that's up on the scoreboard behind them is for hardison's orange soda brand oh my god I missed that. <laughs> and apparently they digitally added most of the people in the stadium which you can't tell at all no it looks so good and the when elliot hits the ball in the batting cages that's digital as well the ball itself like hitting the back wall it looks very good it does and then um Culpepper comes and just seeing Nate and Tara with the owner you know completes the story he's writing for himself that this is actually happening and they don't even have to use the the owner 
no you know, beyond like oh hey we're standing next to this man and so he's like okay uh you know i want you to build this in my town and nate says well i've been looking at this other place down by fall river and he just straight up offers him a bribe to build it there and he's like i wrote down my offer here it is on a piece of paper he is just not that bright but i mean you find out later that he actually like there's a reason he gets away with this shit yeah or maybe he's just overly confident because he's gotten away with so much yeah oh he's third generation getting away with this too like there's all sorts of reasons for him to be cocky and i hate it um yeah and so they're leaving the ballpark and nate says i love this might be my favorite line of the whole thing is like good news like the mayor's on the hook but bad news i think we lost elliot until the playoffs (laughs) i laughed out loud (laughs) but then you laugh more when elliot like storms in he's like what the hell he left in the middle of the ninth inning (laughs) i won the game i had a walk-off single everything is loud they named his sandwich after me (laughs) and hardison's like okay yeah i gotta give it up for you for that and they like fist bump and it's so cute and Tara's laughing, and then the Nate's phone rings, and he's like, "It's the mayor. It, can I get this?" Or are you still talking? <laughs> it's such like this, like the last like funny family moment they're gonna have yeah. for a while. I know, <laughs> and it's so great. And it's like, oh, what is it? A hoagie? <laughs> That's <laughs> <That's> a <laughs> so good. Um, But the mayor is calling and he says that the check that he was going to write is now cash, which is awesome, right? Yeah. Except it's not because they were going to use that check to prove that he was paying through his campaign funds. And now you can't track that cash. And the reason he's doing this uh, is the cash is coming from his investor, who is Kajik. And now they're going to meet in a warehouse on the waterfront, which is just where I do all of my business. Okay, let's go that at all. <laughs> it's like, it's, hey, will you Venmo me that money? Straight <laughs> to let's meet at the empty warehouse on the waterfront. And they, um, they were talking in the commentary, but I noticed it's the first time I watched this episode again. This scene, they're using um, a hand cam instead of the steady cam they usually use. So it's really shaky because they're going back and forth around the circle. Um, everyone is not okay with this. And Nate's just amping up and amping up. Like, we got to do this. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. And every, it's like sh- yeah. almost like shaky enough that I'm like, settle, settle down. Uh, and it just really like lends to this. Everything's off kilter. Things are, things are running off the rails kind of feeling to it. I uh, don't like it, but... It doesn't matter because it's going to happen anyways. Yep. So Hardison and Elliot go in as Homeland Security to check, um, you know, ostensibly to check on the security that the 9-11 money had put in. And right away, Hardison can tell something's not right. Like, there's no high-tech x-ray imaging system. In fact, it's, like, not even high-tech enough to, like, run an easy-bake oven, he says. Yeah, <laughs> and in fact, this is probably the least secure port on the East Coast. Yay! Twenty million dollars. That's so much money. (sighs) Where did it go? Where did it go? Well, Parker's gonna find out because she's checking the perimeter, which is under the dock, which is not a set. Like that's actually under that dock they showed because they got to just film on this 
Like this is probably actually also the least secure waterfront (laughs) on the West Coast. Um, Because they said the only thing that they couldn't film was there was a Navy ship in Mm -hmm. port. And they were like, okay, you can't show anything past um, later when uh, Tara's there, like past her right shoulder. Like you can't see anything because they were like, hey, could you not? It's a Navy ship. Don't do that. Um, But she's under this dock and there are guys with guns and crates full of soybeans. And uh, these beans are made of guns and hand grenades. So that $20 million probably went to inventory. Yikes. Um, Nate and Tara, meanwhile, are in this creepy warehouse with the mayor who has a briefcase full of money on a barrel. And they're trying to get him to say something to incriminate himself. And they get close enough to him as they they're starting to get like antsy about this and they get feedback on their comms which means that somebody else is using the team's frequency uh-huh. because the mayor is wearing a wire because he's a narc a snitch that's right he's a snitch not a narc i, I like- hear he'll get stitches <laughs> No, you're not going to get stitches and leverage. You're going to get your head caved in with a giant wrench. Sure, sure. Well, that might require stitches. I I mean, it depends on how well you're smashed in the head. At some point, they're like, what's the, what's that? Apparently, that was not in the script. And that's a real wrench that was there. And Timothy Hutton, like, picked it up. And (laughs) they were like, oh, (laughs) okay. Also, later when uh, Culpepper is sweating profusely, that's all natural. That's all okay. just Richard Kind. Just pure Richard Kind juice just coming out of his pores. <laughs> uh, so he's an FBI snitch. And uh, then all of a sudden, like, everybody is an FBI agent. And, you know, they're like squealing around um, in their cars and, and surrounding this warehouse. And Hardison manages to get the number of one of the the head FBI, FBI agent who is Agent Nevins, Amy Nevins. And he tells her they have hostages inside and, you know, they're going to kill them if they don't stop. So she calls for backup. And we find out that Culpepper knew that there was going to be a hit on Bonanno or he knew something was going to happen to him because he told, he told, well, he does, we don't know yet that he's told Kajic. But I mean, we know. And Nate gets that wrench. But I love Tara's like, let him go. And he's like, no, I want to kill him. And he's like, all right, well, if you got to kill him, just get it over with because we got to get out of here. Well, I know. She's, she's not playing. No, Tara's like, if you need to kill him, that's fine. I have no issue. But just let's do it. Like, piss or get off the pot. <laughs> yes. We've got better things to do than deal with this asshole. And so they need a distraction to get everybody out of, you know, this warehouse safely. So they have explosives. Yeah, they, just oh, need, yeah. they just need an igniter and like something to move the explosives. And the only thing they have on hand is the van. Lucille. Lucille. And this is the first episode, correct me if I'm wrong, that Hardison actually names Lucille. Mm, I can't remember. Um, and I've I've been trying to keep track, but I might have missed because it, it's me. But I think this is the first time he says her name out loud. Um, and Elliot and Parker have this great like choreographed like look back grin. Like, not Lucille. 
she's all I got left <laughs> apparently but um that whole thing where he's like no 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 like you've always had it in for my van that was all ad-libbed I can believe that. that scene was just supposed to end with them looking at the van and smiling and him going no 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 but they like turn and look back at him and he just goes off the whole thing and that's when he calls her Lucille so I think that was all just off the cuff <laughs> and he's like and you always think she smelled but she just had an odor <laughs> You know she had a warranty, right? That was the part. <laughs> and then Parker kisses her. She closes the door and then she kisses it. It's so oh. and it leaves like a little lipstick and like little oily chin mark on it. It's so cute. Um, and actually, then Hardison paraphrases Spock in Wrath of yes. Khan. <laughs> I have always been and forever shall be your friend. <laughs> and then he blows her up. <laughs> so good so nate nate is called in and says he's going to release one hostage and in the confusion of releasing the hostage and the explosion of lucille nate and tara go out opposite exits of culpepper and then they take off in agent nevin's car because of course yeah which this poor woman like i i want to like sympathize with her but i really don't i don't and no, I'm, I, yeah, I wanted to, but I'm like, no. But but like the no, very first scene, she shows up and her. she does the like hero pose where she's got the hand on the jetted out hip. And I'm just like, oh no. So you did feel sorry for her, Tara? I did. Because, well, and also because it just, I mean, as we head into the next episode, it just gets worse. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but they're then gonna I put her on, they're going to put her on the worst cases after this. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, I mean, she talks about later, like, her motivations for doing certain things were that she did a lot of good. But I'm, at the same time, I'm like, yeah. what you did, what you ignored is not okay. Richard Kind is a slime ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely. You ignored some really bad things. Well, definitely at the point where where he ended up getting a state cop killed was where she should have realized things had gone yeah. beyond her yeah. ability to control it exactly or not killed because banana was fine i'm sure not gonna <laughs> <laughs> honestly can't remember um we're just gonna keep okay. saying that he's fine <laughs> in my world he's fine he's totally fine and he has barbecues with nate and the team actually oh, now i'm remembering he is fine i remember oh, remembering nice. a future episode um so I, I also love, as they're speeding off in Agent Nevin's car, though, Hardison doesn't want to get in because he's angry at Nate for not listening to them. And now Lucille's ablaze, which I think is totally valid. But they're just like, we don't have time for this right now. Like, we can be angry later. Get in the car. The FBI is coming for us. And then we have this awesome scene where Agent Nevins is arguing with Culpepper and the camera spins around them. And when it comes all the way around sterling is there you're like what they're like did you just like airdrop him in how did he get there it's like he is the best entrances i hate sterling but i love sterling mm-hmm. i i oh, want no, I mostly sterling. Just sterling. <laughs> so i hate sterling but i love mark yeah, no, i understand there we go. yeah and he's like agents or he's like james sterling interpol it just rolls <laughs> off the tongue doesn't it <laughs> See, that's the part where I felt bad for her, is because I was like, now she's gonna have to work with Sterling. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's really, that's really like more punishment than she probably deserves. <laughs> Especially yeah. since he spends the whole time being like, oh, you're wrong. All your data is wrong. I yeah. will give you the right data. Well, he's <laughs> condescending AF. Like he's. Oh, yeah. And it's not even because she's a woman, which is what I would normally say in the situation, because he's that way to everybody. Right. Which he's is, I guess he's not, I guess he's not sexist in that way. <laughs> So that's the end of the three strike job, which you're like, oh my gosh. And then the next episode just, you know, starts with squealing tires and sirens and all that good stuff. And the team is on the run officially. Mm -hmm. The feds are ripping through Nate and Tara's identities. They're going to have to like go low tech, all cash. They can't scatter like they did at the end of season one, because it's going to give Culpepper time to like get out of all the stuff that they're trying to pin on him. And so they find out through the FBI phone that um, Hardison bugged that they're going to take Culpepper to the governor's hotel. So obviously, that's where they should also hide. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Which is going to be crawling with FBI and Interpol. Yeah. So they, um, they con their way into a hotel room because Tara and a towel. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that works. My only question was, how did she knew that three or four of the rooms on the floor were empty? But how did she know the one that she was standing in front of was empty? This I do not know. I guess I could have watched the cleaning guy for a while and saw what rooms he skipped. No, that could be. Maybe. Okay. What I noticed in this episode that um, one of the differences between the way she operates and the way that Sophie operates is that she is very much not afraid to use her body, her sexuality at all. The towel was the most egregious. But if you go back and watch in the other episode, the owner, she's got her hand on his, she's got her hand on his shoulder. Earlier when she's talking to the mayor, she's leaning in to talk to him. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no. The bottle job, like she pulls down her top and pulls up her skirt. And she's, <laughs> she's Trish and she's sad. Um. Yeah, she has no qualms about using her sexuality. Whereas I think uh, Sophie uses it, but she uses it in a... It's more of a charm. It's a charm. It's more of like a romantic thing. It's not like a mm-hmm. physical thing. She's seducing you with her words and, and, and ideas and stuff. Tara does not mind using her body to get her way mm-hmm. at all. I wouldn't. Um, right? If I look like... <laughs> if I would her yeah, I would just... Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they, uh, they've got a room now and Hardison is able to get into the company's internet through the hotel TV, which is apparently a thing you can do. And the guy that they're using the account of spent a lot of time watching adult films, including as Parker points out one called Indie Panties Day, (laughs) uh, which is a reference to Independence Day, which Dean Devlin directed. Which I did not know until I was reading the notes. (laughs) Yes. I know. It's very exciting. Um, Also, I didn't realize not this episode. There's another episode where they use a picture of Dean Devlin. And Mm -hmm. I did not realize, like, this is awful, that he's not white. Oh. And so I, like, researched him. He's, um, I don't know what his dad is, but his mom uh, was Filipino. So cool. he's, he's Filipino-American. I'm like, that's so cool. And uh, I hate that I automatically thought that this dude was white. Oh, oh, well, the main thing I thought was between Leverage and Independence Day that he probably needed to be like 
that that's what I strive for. I do love an action adventure with witty banter. I mean, yeah, I mean, he did Stargate as well. That's that's like his jam is like like crazy adventure, but like like a little goof in it, Um, which I love. And so they're they're in this room, Independence Indie Panties Day. Parker's like starts watching it. (laughs) Artisan's like, no, 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 no. I have to get all this information. We don't have time for that. Um, and well, Nate wanted him to use the, the television. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll have Super Mario and Dig Dug get right on that. <laughs> that was great. I just, oh my gosh. <sighs> so good. So uh, Elliot goes down to get an extra hotel room key uh, in a very scary way. And he is very, it is very easy for him to get somebody else's card and have it re-magnetized to their room and uh john rogers knew that this would work because he just walked into a hotel and did that oh wow at a place that he did not was not staying and like that's terrifying because i've heard a couple really scary stories about things like that happening recently um and horrible things happening to people like yeah it's unfortunately pretty easy to do apparently yeah Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but at this point, to distract us from this, the awful reality of that situation, uh, Nate sees Sterling walk in. And so now at this point, they know that Sterling's involved before they just knew it was Interpol. And I, Elliot is looking extra spicy, angry. He's because oh, he yeah. hates Sterling so much. I mean, everybody hates Sterling, but. Elliot, it's a special hate. Yeah. And Elliot's hate. Elliot's hate is a very physical, like he has a way to manifest that very easily. And so we get to see that. Uh, and Sterling, of course, gives Nevins a dressing down in front of Culpepper, in front of her other subordinates. And Culpepper is just drinking those tiny bottles of liquor. <laughs> Vodka. Just, just immediately. I'm like, how are you doing that? You're burning up your stomach lining. What's going on? And then I'm like, why do you care about the corruption <laughs> of your stomach lining? You're just too nice. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, um, <laughs> so this is actually Sterling's first case with Interpol. And I guess it just took a long time for his paperwork to get through and to be trained. And and while he was investigating, the city of Belbridge came up. And lo and behold, he sees Nate on their surveillance footage. And he's willing to give her all the info she needs on Nate if he gives her if she gives him info on Kajik who's apparently a real real bad arms dealer and Interpol is obviously they're tracking his gun running but uh Nate's not worried because he's a (laughs) dum-dum in denial yeah well but I think for Nate while seeing Sterling should tell him like this is the worst Mm -hmm. (laughs) like Instead, he's like, oh, no, we've beat Sterling before. This is fine. <laughs> but, they, but like, Nate, you've never actually beat Sterling. Like, he yeah. always comes out on top. He become he gets, you know, into Interpol or he, you know, he's, he always wins. Even if you win a little bit, he wins more. He wins more. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> he's so bad. Um. So yeah, Elliot agrees. He thinks he's in too deep. And Nate, Nate tries to like just pull the plug. He's like, well, go if you do if you think I'm in too deep, like walk off, walk away. Just go. You don't have to stay. 
And Elliot's like, no, that's not my job. My job is to take care of you, but I want you. And Parker says, like, be the Nate Ford that we know, like that we came back for. Mm-hmm. And you see him kind of like, oh, he like resets a little bit, but not quite enough. And there's really funny, there's a gag reel that involves this scene because apparently it was really windy. And you see Elliot like put his hair behind his ear, but like Nate, Timothy Hutton's hair kept just like flying all around and he's like hitting his head and trying <laughs> to his hair down. It's really funny. Uh, where was I? So yeah, they need to be the Nathan Ford, the guy they came back for. So they all like, you know, he says, you know, we've got to do this. We've got to take this bad guy down. And they all reluctantly like sign sign on because they can't say no to Nate. I, I think they are all incapable of saying no to him. So Parker dressed up like a French maid because that the maid. FBI agents are dumb. Just dumb, dumb dude named Bob. Uh, she drops off some drugged vodka for Culpepper and then Sterling Sterling shows up to to talk to him. So Nate has to stall him. And oh this is like gosh. the most juvenile and the most wonderful thing I've ever really seen. Is. He's running up each floor and hitting the, the elevator, elevator button. And I'm like, kudos to you, because I wouldn't have made it past about floor seven doing that. Right? Oh, man. You, I could not. I was like, four. All right, I'm done. Uh, I hope there was enough time, Elliot. Um, yeah, but it's great because you see you see uh, Sterling go through like the seven stages of grief. He's, he's upset. <laughs> finally gets to resignation like okay fine. <laughs> and it's great because they kind of mirror each other they're just both like okay all right <laughs> so it's excellent acting um and just as sterling gets off the elevator elliot rolls onto the elevator with a like a luggage rack and they they made this point like sterling would have caught him like if he had just had like one more second to think about it. If that door had taken an extra microsecond to close, he would have been like, I know who that is. I mean, it's very distinctive hair. So. Luscious you know, And, but he, he kind of brushes it off to go uh, check on the witness, but he's gone. He's gone because Hardison and Tara have rappelled down the, the hotel and they they got into the room through an adjoining door. So it's like a suite. I'm like, why would you put this man in a suite? Like, and not have the door open and have all of... Okay. Well, I mean, the door was closed, but Parker picked the lock. I know, but like, if you, if I, in, mm-hmm. in all of my FBI experience, Clearly. were housing a, you know, a state's evidence witness in a hotel room that was a suite, I would have both rooms open. I would have both doors covered because that's that's a point of entry that's i mean they were guarding that door but they let parker right on in and elliot's loaded the trunk that he was carrying into a delivery van and sent it off to nashua (laughs) maine and that's fun to say i know right um so i think i don't think it's super explicit but tell me if i'm wrong how they moved him they they put him in i think they put him in the um cart they put him in the maid car yeah. yes okay because they mentioned that and i was like well that makes the maid. sense but they didn't show him them like pushing him out again 
Because they come in, they yeah, photograph. They him, yeah, they just kind of imply he's going to go in the maid cart. And then the next scene is them recreating the scene in their room. Okay, yes. Thank you. Um, that would have been very difficult to get that man in that cart. <laughs> like, Parker's very strong, as we know later, but she just like pushed him right out. Okay, so they threaten Culpepper once he wakes back up and mm -hmm. they've got Hardison like playing like a, a hitman, and they've got Elliot bringing a, a dead Parker in to throw in the, oh, yeah, to throw <laughs> in the bathtub with the rest of them. <laughs> he's, he's like, did you not think that I was connected? I, you can't, you know, throw me to the feds. And so he threatens Culpepper and Culpepper says that he has to protect the guns and he has to protect his investor. So when he gives the feds other people, like in this Nate and Tara situation, they are willing to turn their heads and look the other way at Tony's business. So Nate says, well, I want to meet him. And he finds out through more threats that there are new buyers coming to inspect the guns at the dockyards. So they're going to stash the mayor as one does, and find Kajik. And then Nate just, like, leaves. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Where? like, where are you going? And Nate just walks off. Yeah, just because that, you know, we're not in the middle of a tense situation where no, we need to be communicating. <laughs> we didn't just have this discussion about how after this one we were just going to have to leave everything behind. Yeah, but actually then we find out that's exactly why he went. Mm. Um, so while Tara is making a shady call, uh, in a stairwell, Nate has gone back to the apartment to get a drawing that his son had drawn. And Sterling, of course, being his ex-best friend and knowing him so well, is there waiting with the drawing and has like the most bitchy entrance, just like oh, clang, God. clang, clang down the stairs. He's such a diva. Ugh. You're not like them. You couldn't take the risk of never coming <clears throat> back. Oh gosh and then he says you're nicked I'm like oh my gosh we get it you're british you know why you screwed up <laughs> you forgot who you are which was actually a nice motif through both of these, mm -hmm. these episodes yeah because you're not a thief you're not a thief i'm not oh, a thief who are you it's like starting with sophie you can't find yourself this way we need you to be this person mm -hmm. it just keeps coming back up with the who yeah. are you oh that's so good it's like they think about these things. It's crazy. Um, also, speaking of motifs, Sterling hands Nate a glass. And this is like their glass that they continuously hand back and forth in their scenes. But <laughs> Nate only drinks out of the flask that he gives him. He's like not even willing to engage. Mm. So, and he even like pours some into the glass and then he drinks from the flask. Which I'm like, oh my God, that's such a fuck you. <laughs> I love it. And he goes on to tell Sterling that the FBI are turning a blind eye to this guy that Sterling's trying to hunt down. And Sterling's like a little pissed, but not nearly as pissed as I would be. Mm -mm. But um, so he tells Nate, he offers him a deal, like find Kajik, tie him to the guns, and he'll wipe Nate's record. But not anybody else's. Because they're criminals and they deserve to go down. But mm -hmm. Nate, I know you're not a criminal. You're an honest man. And this is the last time that I'll offer you this deal. And then they just like peace out. So he's kind of like left alone to ponder. Because we know he loves to 
just mull over these things. Rude, exactly. Well, he does. Um, So we get the rest of the team is, except for Hardison, who's stashing the mare, are scoping out the dockyards, which smell like old clown shoes and briny despair. (laughs) (laughs) And the great, they see this great thing, this great device, because at one point Parker's like, this is hopeless and it smells. And then here comes Tara, this is hopeless. And Parker's like, right? And it smells. And then we get the clown shoes and the briny despair. Lovely repetition. It is. And it's this wonderful like moment of, because earlier we had Tara walking Parker through that awkward situation in the mayor's office. And it's Parker's finally really trusting mm-hmm. and, and getting along with Tara because it's taken her the longest of everybody, mm-hmm. um, which is beautiful. And then Elliot realizes that Bonanno is Italian. Uh-huh. And there's a ship called the Il Falcone Maltese. The Maltese Falcon. Like, which has oh, no. um Hungarian papers, but is in Italian. I think is what they said. So while Nate is brooding, he calls Sophie because that's what he does. And she's on a helicopter and she can't hear this heartfelt confession that he is oh, giving. God. Which is so sad. Like he and he's i just love like he needs her to tell him when he's going too far and she tells he tells her that she's his compass i'm like oh well and he's almost beautiful. says he loves her but he's just like he can't quite get the word out it's just can't. it's beautiful he can't but he does say like i need you not yeah. like the team needs you mm-hmm. which you know it's taken yeah. 15 episodes for him to get <laughs> Get to that point where he was willing to admit that it's not the team, it's me. (laughs) Yeah, and I need you so much. Like I, I, I don't know who I am when you're not here to tell me who I am. Uh, Which I think if it was a female character saying this to a dude, I'd be like, no, that's bullshit. (laughs) But because it's this guy who like can't give up control to say I, I, I can't do this on my own. Like it's, it's really touching. So, and then you're kind of left, like, you don't really know what he's going to do because she can't hear him. And then she hangs up and he's like, Mm -hmm. but when he hangs up, he does have a plan. And I love that trope where like something is happening. And then like the, the hero like hangs up and they're like, it's like, like the dramatic music starts and you know, shit's going to go down. Love it. So, uh, he brings the team back in because his apartment is clean and clear and they go over this plan and it sounds like it's going to be close but it's possible but they're going to have to drain nate's accounts and he says go ahead and do it and so you're like oh okay this is serious Mm -hmm. and so they're going to have to lure kajik out and then they're going to have to lure him to the weapons they have proof so they can then call sterling and let him know uh and hardison has Culpepper in a closet. Just great. So creepy. It's like out of Dexter. <laughs> and uh, Tara and Parker go to this office building and they fake an illness. So Parker's in a wheelchair with oxygen tanks, like wheezing all over the place. Uh-huh. So they can circumvent the it's metal. metal yeah, the metal detectors. Thanks. Um, and get up onto the roof of this building so that they can then repel down the uh air shafts so they can plant some things in the fbi home office evidence locker meanwhile 
to introduce themselves on this boat, Elliot punches a few dudes. Well, yeah. That's, I mean, what better way to make an introduction, get some attention, let everyone know your dance card is full or, you know, yeah. empty, as the case may be. Uh, and then they're taken to Kajik because Nate has a bag full of money and that gets you anywhere. Bags full of money. Well, yeah. And Elliot's counting all the guys with guns as they go. And there's a lot. And this is just like this whole running gag. He's like, still counting? Still counting. Still <laughs> so counting. we don't know how many there are. He's just like, still counting. Yeah, and we do find out in a little bit. And it's great. Like, I, that is such a cool thing that they did. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that reminded me of Fistful of Dollars. I think it was a Fistful of Dollars. It's an old Western where he's counting the bodies. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen, seen that? No, I haven't seen that one. It's one of the old spaghetti Westerns. It's Clint Eastwood. And he's, he's I, I think he's collecting bounties. My gosh, it's been forever since I've seen it. <laughs> and so he's counting the bodies and at one point he realizes he's one short and he just kind of turns around and shoots the last guy who'd somehow gotten away. <laughs> and that's what this is reminding me of because Elliot's just counting down as he goes. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's great. Um, speaking of like things where they shouldn't be like spaghetti westerns being shot in Italy, um, Hardison is pulling on, off this like awful accent. Right? I was going to is... ask you about this. It's, I think it's supposed to be Irish, but I'm like, stop. I know. And that's, that's Hardison's deal, right? When he plays a character, he like mm. plays it up way too much. And in the commentary, they were even like, oh, his great Scottish accent. And I was like, you have had too many Guinnesses, John Rogers. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is not good or Scottish. <laughs> All right, he said boyo. I'm like, exactly. He said boyo. That's very Irish. Oh my gosh, it's bad. And then, like, he drops in a minute later when he's talking to his laptop. <laughs> I'm like, Culpepper's still right there. He can hear you. So he's threatening Culpepper, and um, he's got this giant drill with a huge bit on it that he's going to torture him with. And they want Culpepper to call Kajik because they need to get him and the guns. So they pretend to kill Culpepper over the phone. Uh, and there's like this great moment where he, Culpepper's like, they killed my FBI handler and a maid and they cut them up in the hotel bathtub. A hotel bathtub! <laughs> like that's the most offensive thing. <laughs> and, and Nate says, well, to be fair, he did most of the cutting. And Elliot's like, thanks. And he's like, you're good at your job. <laughs> it's just this great little they have a the relationship with nate and elliot i think is really highlighted in this episode because elliot is the most besides tara but she's kind of outside the family he's the most on equal footing with nate Mm -hmm. and he's calling him more on his shit and on like a not in a like a petulant like you're not listening to us like dad um but in a why are you doing this? Like, you're better than this. Uh, and he kind of does it later. And Nate talks back to him in a different way that he talks than he talks to everybody else. Um, so it's like fun to see them, even like when everything's falling apart, like they have this cute little like bit in there with their characters. And he tells he tells Kajak he needs new partners because <laughs> he just <laughs> killed his partner. <laughs> and uh, Elliot's still counting, guys. So yeah um so parker and tara have broken into this building and parker is attached herself to their mainframe which is actually like 
the mainframe or whatever of the hotel that they were in, like the governor hotel, I think. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, so she's gotten Hardison hooked up. So he's rewriting files and wiping originals. And um, meanwhile, they've gotten to the guns. So Elliot needs to make a call, but he doesn't have any connection because they're in the middle of the ship, which is made of metal. And so he has to make his way topside to make the call. So Nate is distracting Kajik with talks of money laundering. And we get the $30 million again um, and all this stuff. He's like, yeah, that's why I wondered why you turned me into the FBI when you should be using me and all this stuff. Meanwhile, while looking through the evidence, Hardison finds a security photo of Tara talking to Kajik and promptly flips out and tells Parker... But he who, has Culpepper. I'm like, Hardison, what are you doing? Like, he breaks he his persona, and then he uh-huh. leaves. But, like, he knows that Parker's alone with Tara, and mm-hmm. Parker is, you know, essential, and that's that's who's coming first. Plus, Culpepper's tied up. What's the worst that could happen? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, meanwhile, Parker immediately tries to throw Tara off the building. <laughs> She's great. She's like, wrong. <laughs> yeah, I hang off buildings by my fingertips. <laughs> <laughs> Humble brag. Yeah. While they're waiting, Culpepper manages, like, as Hardison leaves, Culpepper calls Kajik. And um, hearing him on the phone, he turns and pulls on Nate. And so, like, the gig is up. It's not great because there's lots of guns but then we see tara trying to explain this is like these are like such great like little cut scenes between everybody um we see elliot get hit in the face with a gun trying to make the call we see uh tara trying to explain things to parker we see the mayor trying to make the call and she wasn't making the meeting for herself tara wasn't she was making it for sophie who shows up Sophie's back (laughs) (laughs) and it's great and she's uh bringing back her character Annie Croy from earlier in the season and which is just a good character and she's like hey could you like not shoot this guy while the other buyers are here like that'd be great if we weren't accessories yeah I'm not trying to stop you from doing your business but like not like hold the phone and the before that he had instructed the captain of the ship to like sail them out of harbor so he could dump the body and that guy who's the captain real ship's captain well there you go yeah i was like he doesn't look like like a slick criminal like well this guy's just doing his job (laughs) for real um but then he can't like the engines break for some reason and why because then we get to see Hardison with is it the same big branch I think it might be the same giant wrench <laughs> and they're like you know we didn't even need to explain what Hardison did we just showed him with the wrench looking yeah. pleased and we knew <laughs> um and Elliot has taken out several of the guys who took him hostage and he's counting down as he goes uh, you forgot the part where he broke the handcuff yes which were just zip ties I think and they were or like whatever it was he yeah. got apart and yeah, yeah. Which, which is actually how you get out of them they're like that's not superhuman elliot that's just like legit how you could do this that's why they no, never do it behind your back let me have my dreams i mean it's <laughs> not easy and it is painful and he looked 
like a badass doing it because he was like <laughs> like hulked out on it and he beat up those first three guys before he did it too yeah so amazing and then you know he sees hardest and hardest and is like what took you so long and then they see sophie and she says what took you so long <laughs> and she has these amazing extensions on her hair like she just has so much hair in this one that i think she added somewhere between the helicopter and the ship because when she's yeah. talking to nate on the helicopter like her hair is shorter yeah uh so they go to rescue nate from the brig also sophie is still or uh gina bellman was still pregnant at this point mm-hmm. so they digitally removed her belly from wherever they showed really? full body shots of her which i think they did a really great job of yeah i didn't and then the rest of the time she's like hiding behind people <laughs> Or it's just an upshot. And and I yeah. mean, she does look a little, like a little rounder in the face, but for the most part, it's just the glow is what I noticed. Yeah. I mean, she's just beautiful, but she, I feel like Gina Bowman just has like kind of a rounder face. She does. She does. Uh, but it but, just slightly rounder. Yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, I was just like, oh, but it's mainly the glow or mm-hmm. just missed her that much. I know. You're like, I, I don't care. Glow. You could be like prone on the hospital bed and I'd be like, Sophie. And Parker and Tara are making their way back across town to meet up with them. And Tara is explaining that she was not spying on them, but she was like an early warning system for mm-hmm. Sophie because, because the rest of them, they'd be too willing to let Nate's Wait, behavior go. You're just saying, and, and it's true because they kept going along with him. Yeah, there's no there's no point at which... They wouldn't follow him and that puts them in danger and <laughs> Tara's like man you really had me going for a minute I thought you would actually toss me over the edge and Parker's like ha, 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 ha. yeah that's crazy <laughs> I know I marked that I'm like oh she would have killed you she would have killed her so fast oh, yeah. but she uttered the magic word she said Sophie and mm-hmm. yeah so Culpepper escapes and he discovers he's just been in a storage container in the dockyards this whole time. <laughs> um, it's great when they just like do the switch around. And they're like, wait, we were here the whole time. So good. So he makes a run for the ship, obviously, because he wants to be reunited with his one true love, Mr. Kajic. And, <laughs> and speaking of one true loves, they get Nate out of the brig or this office where they have him locked up and he stops Sophie and he's like you came back and they have this like beautiful moment where she says well you needed me mm-hmm. um, and then she's like come on we can't leave the job half finished which is the happy ending where you kind of finish on except this is everything's gonna get fucked up in just a minute oh, yeah, so um, we have this like sweet moment and you look at the clock you're like there's still 10 minutes oh my god what's gonna happen yeah that's <laughs> this isn't I good I had to go get um, one of my kids from the bus and I'm like, oh, it's going to go downhill <laughs> from here. I can see how many minutes are left. Yep. Yep. It's like when you're reading a book and they get together and you're like, no, there's still a hundred pages. <laughs> oh God, he's going to die. <laughs> yes. So they managed to lock Culpepper and Kajik into the bridge, which I couldn't remember the name of until they said it. And I was like, the captain's room thing. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah it's the bridge it worked. um and but not before Kajik is able to get a shot off and then they you know they say uh parker like gets to reunite with sophie and gives her a big old hug 
and Tara's like, peace out. And she's like running to the opposite end of the ship. Like, but that there's water over there. What are you I doing? Don't, I don't she's, know. It's like, you're going to be all right on your own. And she's like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's I totally like, believed that Tara just had like a little scooter waiting over there. She was you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Tara's like the Doug Judy of, of leverage. <laughs> if you watch book one, nine, nine, just like escapes from her cruise ship. Right. She's got a plan. <laughs> she's fine she's fine and uh they're like okay well the cops are coming like how are we gonna get out of here and Sophie's like whoa whoa like do you think that I if when I orchestrate an escape like I do it with style and there's a luxury helicopter coming in which was the same helicopter they used to film like their above shots and they had to like digitally edit out the giant camera underneath it which is really cool like they didn't have to rent another helicopter for the day that's very resourceful i i appreciate that um but before they can make their escape the fbi and sterling show up and have them surrounded it's like i can take these guys oh my gosh (laughs) and what's her name looks so pissed she's like you could not he's like yeah i I could get them all um and sterling is very happy with nate for fulfilling his end of the deal Mm. but nate immediately before even the team can like register what do you mean did he betray us like there's not even like a split second for that to happen because nate's handcuffing himself to a railing and saying well actually (laughs) uh we destroyed everything and I'm your only witness, and I will only turn state's evidence if you let my my family go. <laughs> my family. I know. Um, so he's like sacrificing himself. Also, we know at this point, but nobody else does. We but he that. has been shot. Yeah, I know. I'm like, no, it. it okay. He's walking around with, with his hand in his. Oh, in his I was like, I was like, are you just pulling a Napoleon and no one noticed? Like, this is this is not how Nate walks around. You know, actually, they have a lot of things on their mind. There's a lot going on. And he's a pretty good actor for the most part for this. And so this is like the part where I was kind of mentioning where he talks to Elliot differently because he, you know, he tells all of them that they're wonderful people and he trusts them. And there's this beautiful little speech. And they're like looking torn up because I don't know if they realized why they were erasing everything and destroying the evidence or what. I guess he told them the plan was sort of different because they look like the rug has been pulled out from under them and he says now get them to the chopper and in that he's like speaking directly to elliot because elliot's like come on come on come on and Mm -hmm. they leave and um elliot's like watch your back sterling (laughs) (laughs) like if sterling has dreams at all i bet they're about elliot coming to kill him that that's what wakes him up have to be yeah um it's, it's why he takes ambient <laughs> and then uh nate finally finally kisses sophie it's a very nice kiss and um but she's like gina bellman like i've missed her so much she's such a great actress because she like pulls back and she is a wreck like she is crying mm-hmm. and then she slaps him and she's it's like you brought me back for this yeah like you tell me that you need me and then this is what you do Ugh. and then you know elliot gets her off the the ship and they don't know like they've boarded this helicopter and they have no idea that nate's been shot no like they they don't 
they don't know it all and, and then he's like slumped down like i might legit cry he, he's like falling down on the thing and like sterling sounds concerned for like a split second but then doesn't like crouch down or anything he's like he's bleeding <laughs> get an ambulance and then bob the stupid fbi agent but not stupid in the way we like our fbi agents no. um is like who is this guy and he's like i don't know like, and then we my have my name is nate ford and i'm a thief and then he cackles. I know. It's really. <laughs> He's like, Mwah. Uh, And I legit don't think I remember what happens at the beginning of season three. So I was a little torn up. I was like, I know. Nate, does I Nate die? Forgotten. I mean, yeah. I didn't die because I knew I kept watching the show. But- <laughs> like, I know there are three more seasons. Um, yeah, it's it's rough and they've left like what's gonna happen to them and is sophie okay (laughs) and i hate that sterling freaking wins (laughs) sterling (laughs) (laughs) but he's always but like you can you can count on sterling to always win so that's good he knew it was gonna happen and at least this time he didn't get what he wanted that's true yeah they're always able to kind of turn on him a little bit but except for the last one when he got everything but this one yeah i do i am kind of sad that like all of that work that agent nevins did all of those case files on culpepper and everything it's all gone that sucks because i didn't like her but nobody deserves that no to be undermined and like like we were saying earlier like she's never going to get a good job no she's like no more good cases i mean talk about people who are going to be writing tickets oh and we (laughs) (laughs) she's like so far demoted like they don't want her down the x files like they don't want her anywhere shouldn't be writing a desk till she retires Mm. but we don't know what happened to detective detective bonanno no there's no way we could have like there's no organic way to work that into any of these last scenes unless elliot or hardison had some sort of alerts on his phone like oh he just got out of surgery it wouldn't have felt felt natural yeah i guess we'll never know i mean we will we'll find out soon (laughs) it'll probably be like in the first scene of this of season three i mean i could google it but nope what fun would that be feels like exactly again we need this to happen organically so it feels natural exactly any last thoughts on this episode ladies um it was good to have sophie back i'm sad to see tara go though even though i mean spoiler she's not gone forever yes (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah it is nice to see the team back even though nate has punched a hole a different hole in the team for them to fix in season three (laughs) Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, at the beginning how they kind of function without him. Because in a lot of ways, Hardison is like Nate's heir apparent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Elliot also wears a lot of the same hats. But neither of them are quite the mastermind no. level yet. Like they haven't leveled their characters up <laughs> enough. Um, so 
yeah, it's not going to be as strong. I, I, yeah, I don't want to say anything about my memories about season three yet. I don't remember it all. I don't know. I mean, I quit teaching high school, so, and I wasn't pregnant, so I don't know why I don't remember <laughs> Those are my two normals. Like, was I, <laughs> I was probably grading papers while I was watching it or yeah. when I was pregnant? And if I was pregnant, I don't remember anything. Like you get that, that fog or you fell asleep halfway through the episode. Yeah. Um, and I think my main thoughts was um, the noticing the motif of, of identity that they, they wound through so nicely and, and fairly subtly, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm still, I still really like, um, Elliot's hair and Hardison's sense of humor. <laughs> yes. And Parker is is definitely making her way to be more human. Yes, although her thing about the 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 duct and like, well, no, <laughs> it won't tell you. Well, you know, you might break your bones. You might be stuck down there, nobody knowing that you're there and scratching metal, metal coffin. Yeah, like, and oh, she's oh, like literally oh, kind of oh, turned on by that. Yeah. She's yeah, that's true. And I mean, she did almost murder someone. Um, but I think preserved it. So that's yeah. true. Yeah, that I mean, wasn't like the information that Parker had. It seemed like you know a very credible threat that probably had to be eliminated. Yeah, it seemed justifiable. Well, well let's go ahead and wrap things up. Yeah, I I don't have really have a high slight for today, but this went really long because it's two episodes. So I think people will be okay. Let's plug our things ladies where can people find you on the internet to talk to you more about leverage or find out about your projects um you can find me on twitter i am super writer mom it's supposed to be ironic um <laughs> you can also find me on facebook or at sallykilpatrick.com um i am writing a novel right now my most recent one was oh my stars although i'm going to tell you the truth i was halfway thinking about writing a sort of lady leverage like series i don't know how <laughs> smart enough to pull it off but <laughs> that would be I was thinking about that the other day oh my gosh I think you should totally do a lady leverage thing because it could I, be kind of like oceans eight yes yes it'd be like a cross between leverage and, and oceans eight because that's all ladies yes. and the idea would be very similar that women kind of move in these spaces and no one pays them any mind that is something we should harness more for good or evil, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I just had a kind of, it's it's a very new kind of thing, but I have a, a vision of these women around a boardroom, you know, and one of them is an older uh, actress because old ladies are also pretty much invisible. Yeah, but yet Miss Marple, y'all, come on. I know. So everybody, bug Sally about writing this book. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this goes wrong. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Tara, tell us tell us where to find you. Um, I am on Twitter tons, so you can find me at Tara TLK. Awesome. And as usual, I'm on Twitter also tons, like mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not you. Not me. I was like, I know y'all understand and agree with me. Um, oh, I'm yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, at librarian Steve. Okay, so you won't see us again, but you'll hear us again in a couple weeks. Corey and I are going to be talking about the movie Widows as kind of our break in between seasons. So I'm very excited to watch that. Yeah, I haven't read the book, but um, 
I'm very excited because I love everybody in the movie. Mm-hmm. Minus Liam Neeson for recent things. I'm like, why, Liam? Why, why do I have to cancel you? But that's another story for another day. But he dies in this movie, so oh, okay. I feel like I feel like I can <laughs> I feel like I can watch it. So, and one of the other wives, the like tall blonde one, she was in The Night Manager with Tom Hiddleston mm-hmm. and my wife Olivia Coleman. Your wife Olivia Coleman. Oh man, Olivia Coleman. She's so good. I was so happy when she won the Oscar for the favorite because her portrayal of Queen Anne was just I still haven't seen it. I feel really bad. I know there is not an emotion that she doesn't hit. And then my wife, Rachel Vice, is in there with I was like, because that's my other wife. (laughs) (laughs) She was my wife um first because the mummy, because she played a librarian like the best portrayal of a librarian ever Ever? except for the librarian movies i'm sorry john rogers (laughs) i do like no wiley but yeah do love a librarian movie i never got into the show but Um, so many things to watch so little time exactly i know (laughs) i'm too busy watching every episode of leverage three times (laughs) i have my priorities Um, All right, ladies, thank you so much for talking. Thank you for having me. Bye. Rest in peace, Luke Perry. I feel awful like we just talked about him in the last episode and... It was awful news yesterday. Well, and as that was one of the first things I saw was a tweet from the Leverage folks yesterday. 